welcome to See Something Sunday. My name is Jen, and this is my lovely wife, Rose. Hi! And I am on a quest to see something every Sunday, and this Sunday I have accidentally seen two things. Intriguing! I mean, maybe so, maybe no. (laughs) I saw one thing live and one thing completely accidentally not live. So let's talk about what I went to go see, like, with living, breathing people. Yes, that's what the podcast is mainly about, right? Yeah. So what did you see this week? I did go see the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon. Yes, not the Book of Mormon. And I want to be really specific about this because the row right in front of me was filled with ladies from Russia. And I know this because I had many friends in grad school who are musky scholars, and those were definitely some Russians. Mm-hmm. And they were very confused about what was going on. Do you think that they went to, thought they went to see the Book of Mormon? I don't know. but when Because the they friends, wouldn't, I mean, if they're random ladies from Russia, maybe that wasn't what they were trying to see either. Maybe, but like when the play ended, one of them, the one who was like right in front of me directly to my right said, what the hell just happened? Oh my. Did you have the same reaction? Or no, did you know no, no, what no, no. No, happened? I knew it just, like, literally, it was exactly what I was expecting. Okay. All right. All right. Well, did they enjoy it or they were just perplexed? You know, I asked them in the bathroom line at the end, um, and they did enjoy it. They were just very confused about it. So I had talked to them at length about Ethel Merman. <laughs> and I'm not the best. So they person. just had, like, no idea who Ethel Merman was no, or why. They didn't. And, like, I'm not the best person to talk Ethel Merman because I loved Ethel Merman as a child, but I didn't realize it. You didn't realize it was Ethel Merman that you loved? Yeah. I loved Gopher's mom on the love boat. <laughs> I loved the woman who popped up in the movie Airplane and went, everything's coming yeah, yeah. up roses. You were just like, to the point she's... where I practiced it yeah. as a small and child. And it's still good, John. <laughs> No, I see. You're saying you just loved, like, this character I that loved you saw. that person. And every time we'd see her, she would, like, pop up all the time. And, like, I didn't know who she was until I, I would say I was in my 20s. And I was like, oh, shit, that bitch. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's the one. Yeah. I got it, I got it. I got and it's, it. like, this beautiful, like, not a trombone voice, like a trumpet voice. Almost like Ella Fitzgerald, but different. Very different. Also, did you know, I think mostly sang without a mic. Ethel Merman did. Again, love a belter, love somebody who can make me feel like their voice in, like, my sternum. So, I think that's probably where. So, what did you tell these Russian ladies about Ethel Merman? I was like, Did you tell her she was on the love boat? (laughs) You know what? I should have, actually. I bet you they would have seen the love boat. The fucking Russians would have known that. What I said was, she was a very well-known actress who was known for singing like this. And they were like, oh, yes, yes, we got that. Right. But was she famous? And I was like, yeah, she was hella famous. And they're like, oh, this is so funny then. <laughs> no, it's hard. I you mean, are I'm so the helpful. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm a thousand percent sure that I could not go to Russia and see like a random off no, Russian Broadway no, no, play. No, no, no. Like if you throw me into the Bolshoi, I'm going to be like, oh, like ballet. Yeah, you don't always get all the references. Exactly. All right. Well, so starting at the beginning, what. What was the Book of Mormon about? It was about two Mormon missionaries yes. who show up and ring doorbells. As and, they do. Uh, as they do. But, like, they are nice guys, right? Like, literally every Mormon I know is a nice guy or gal. Yeah. And they're just trying to spread their word. So they're ringing doorbell after doorbell, and it's not going well. People it's, not having it. 
Uh, or answering the door naked. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that happens. So, like, they're ringing doorbells. Obviously, they always, well, maybe not obviously. The Mormons are a pair. don't know about Mormons on, on mission. mission. They travel in pairs. You always have to be in voice range of your buddy. Mm-hmm. And I do believe this is true. Buddy and, system. Yes. Which, you know, honestly, probably saves you a lot of odds. Well, especially if you're going into communities that you're not from, it yeah. seems safer to stick together. Yes. So, there's one guy who loves Salt Lake City. He loves the idea of, like, being a Mormon and, like, living his life in that way. And then there's the other guy who, like, really loves God, but maybe is not so much into the lifestyle. And that is Elder Shumway. Okay. And we got the replacement Elder Shumway. And I don't think you could have had a better Elder Shumway. He was adorable. Wait a second. Are you saying that if somebody on Broadway or off-Broadway off can't go on and be in the live show, they have somebody there ready to replace Shocking. them? Shocking, yes. But in this case, it was the replacement. <laughs> I think that person has moved on to whatever that person okay, is Okay, he doing. was stepping into the role. But, yeah. This, this, this is called, I believe, an understudy? This, in this case, is called a replacement. <laughs> but there is such a thing as an understudy. And I feel really, like, super confident that this very small off-Broadway house that if there had been some unforeseen thing, like somebody, like Elder Shumway here, what's his name? He was really good. I really, like, I found him, like, attractive, not, like, in a sex way, but in a, like, I wanted to, like, hear a story way. Sure, sure. Uh, Nicholas She's just saying Polina. that for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, if Nicholas Polina had, say, broken his foot, God forbid, knocking on wood, Nicholas, <laughs> somebody could have Somebody could have probably role. stepped into the role. It's this crazy thing they do on Broadway. They continue the show no matter what happens yeah. to the people. No, we will crazy. return to this concept later. Right. But for the moment, let's continue so with So this is a replacement cast, meaning the original person had moved on. Okay. And this new person was Elder Shumway, and he was adorable. And he reminds me of somebody I know. I think it's somebody I used to work with, which is why I felt him to be weirdly believable in this very unbelievable situation. Okay. So, these two men are knocking on doors. Right? Yes. They're knocking on doors. They're trying to save souls. All right. So Elder Braithwaite loves being a Mormon. He loves being on mission. He feels very strongly about his mission to go for two years. Yes. And honestly, Mormon Mormon men in general, women I don't think are as encouraged to do it, although some of them do go on mission for two years. Like, it's a huge investment of yourself. Yes. So he's like, I'm going to do this for two years. Um... I'm going to save some souls. And then there is his buddy, Elder Shumway, who is there and who is, like, you know, trying to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that thing, like, where you – it's not that you want to do the thing, but you want to be the person who wants to do that thing. Sure. Whatever that thing is. Yes. You're like, I am trying to be this way, but it's not yeah. 100% there. It's not that you want to do the thing. No. But you want to be the person who wants to do other kids. So that's who he is. And they're ringing doorbells. And, like, they find people slamming doors on their face. And somebody answers the door naked. It's not going well. Okay. And then they uh, they ring a doorbell. It's a pink door. And it says, E.M. Welcome. Okay. So Elder Braithwaite mm-hmm. interprets that to mean, Every Mormon welcome. <laughs> That's funny. No, that's not what it was. It 100% isn't what that was. Obviously, that's not what it was. So they ring the doorbell. What do you think happens? I would assume Ethel Merman answers the door. She does. 
Okay. She 100% does. She's wearing sparkles. She's got her glasses on. She's trying to go the DMV. So she was trying to go out. Yeah. And so Ethel Merman is like, uh, you seem like very nice boys, and I would like to help you further your cause. What is your actual cause? Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, you know, book, Mormon, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, yes, you gentlemen, are you selling subscriptions? Are you selling? Yeah, like, what are you trying to do here? So she's convinced herself that they're selling subscriptions, and she brings them into her house. And... Elder Shumway figures out who she is, and do you know what happens? Is he a fan of hers? He is not, for some reason, into marrying a woman and having a lot of babies. So he's he's a gay. He's a big gay, or maybe he's not a gay. Did he know? He doesn't know. They don't talk about that sort of thing, but they do talk about his love of theater. He's a theater nerd. He's a huge theater nerd. And possibly and a gay. Possibly, no, he's definitely a gay. Yeah, I'm going to go with definitely a gay. Okay. But I'm not going to tell you why. Okay, so he knows who Ethel Merman is. Yes. He, in fact, has a book in his backpack that he's been carrying around that Elder Braithwaite is like, I thought you were using that for evening Bible study. And he's like, it's a What was the book? Uh, Ethel Merman's biography. Oh, that's funny. Is this supposed to be set in the present day? Yeah. And so they do address the fact that Ethel Merman died in 1984. And how did they address this? She's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> so I want to stop for a minute and talk That's about funny. I'm my lying. love That's of Ethel That's Merman. Funny. Like, she is such a brassy dame. Like... Yeah, that's 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 what she's known for. I did not know who she was until I was probably 20, but loved her from the time I was probably six. Yes, you said. Yes. And so, like, when I figured out who she was, I learned everything I could learn about her. And what I learned was a few things. First of all, she was married to Ernest Borgnine. Which is crazy. her multiple marriages. It's very weird of her. And in her autobiography, she uh, wrote one chapter, which is my marriage to Ernest Borgnine, which is blank. The, whole, the chapter is just a blank page. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she's my kind of lady. I love her. She's such a bitch. The best. I love her. Yes. I didn't understand why I loved her, but I do now. You just felt so, a kinship. Here's my point about Ethel Merman. In this show. In this show, specifically. If you don't love Ethel Merman or love an Ethel Merman type of person... Maybe not the show for you. Why would you go to a show called The Book of Merman if you weren't interested in Ethel well, Merman? Well, if you were character? the six Russians in front of me, you would have been there because you got confused. Or maybe that was just the price point they were no, going for. No, I don't think so. They were like, Where's the hello? They oh, were very now confused. I'm sad for the Russians. I am not sad for the fucking Russians. Listen. Do your homework. Well. Also, they've caused a lot of problems in this country. <laughs> well, these um, Russians did. They were very nice ladies, and then the people on either side of them explained to them who Ethel Merman was. They're like, oh, it's still so weird. There is no intermission in the show, which I think would have helped them, but nobody else. So then Ethel Merman and the Mormons interact, I presume. They interact so much. And what happens in the end? Well, Elder Shumway is obviously very drawn toward Ethel Merman. The gay one. And uh, she helps him build his confidence okay. about his role in the world. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, the other guy's like, but you're supposed to be, Elder Braithwaite is supposed, you're supposed to be on mission with me. You have a two-year commitment. It's been a few months. Right. You're supposed to be you doing have what to, we said we were going to do. Like, 
you have to you have to let this play out. And he's like, but I am miss- missing my point. What does he uh, think his calling is? He thinks his calling is to be on Broadway. Of course. Ethel Merman, it's Ethel motherfucking Merman. So she's like, yes, you should sing. That's exactly the way she does it. Okay. Lower. Yes. Can you do a lower? Yes. You should sing. You have to project I more. can't. I can't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> You so, know, I was like a five-year-old doing an Ethel Merman impression <laughs> in, like, my grandparents' living room, and they are like, who the fuck are they you trying to be? They were like, you're very They had no idea who I was. They're like, here, have a Father Guido Sarducci album. They I can like, also do trying to like, meet you where you were. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the matter? You, hey, you got, like, it's not cool. Um, <laughs> you mentioned Father Guido Sarducci more than anybody He else. went to my college. You mentioned that a lot, too. He went too. to the University of Dayton. And he's a very nice man. Yeah. The actual actor, I don't know about Father Guido Sarducci, the character, but the actual actor is very nice. So, in as the end, Irma Bombeck, who also went to my college. Everybody who went to your college is the nicest person ever. Well, they're funny, because we used to drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> At college, he was so good at fun. Who knew? So, in the end, does he stay on mission, or does I'm he not follow? Tell you. So, so what... here's the thing. I will tell you, you'll get Mormon singing. You do not need to have seen the Book of Mormon. Okay. To appreciate this this show. But you really do need kind of a rudimentary understanding of Ethel Merman. Okay. And if you have a deep understanding, like you've heard the disco album, which I have, uh, it's better. Got it. It's a show for Mermanites. The Mermans. Is that what you guys call yourselves? Uh, I don't know that I would count myself in that group. But... Of all the people that I know, you seem to know more about Ethel Merman than anybody. You know what? I bet you I can think of five people who know more about Ethel Merman than me. Well, so, so were they singing, like, Ethel Merman's music? or No, not at all. So it was like, instead of singing, anything you can do, I can do better, it was like, it was kind of like one-off. It was like an Aldi version. <laughs> Aldi version of <laughs> Ethel Merman's <laughs> But here's the thing, like, what I learned, again, it's a small room. This is, like, my third small room, and I am, like, I am just going to look at your left ear and not make awkward eye contact. Yes. And that works out really well. I discussed last week. And I'm going to go all in on getting into this world. If you get into the world, like, I was there with some people who knew Elder Shumway and some people who clearly knew Ethel. And I was, like, okay, like, the energy of the room was great. Yes. So you need to, like, buy into the energy of the room, or you need to bring it up. Either buy into the level or bring yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't bring it down. Yeah. No. If you're going to live theater, Like, don't the Russians, the we all down. had to, like, compensate for yeah. the Russians in Russia. Yeah, you're like, we're carrying you, Russians. Yeah. And I mean, Russians. Okay. Yeah. Um. So if you go to this, you're going to get... You're going to get some good vocals. Um, You're going to get some great lower-range Ethel Merman vocals. You're going to get some really fun dude singing. Okay. You're going to get some possibly obscure, like, did you know that Ethel Merman used to leave her tree up all year long? Her Christmas tree? Yeah. Oh, no wonder you like Ethel Merman. Yeah. Do you know why, though? Because she didn't want to take it down. No. Why? Because she really appreciated, like, the spirit of hope and, like, togetherness. Aww. So, if you like Ethel Merman, you will like the show. If you don't love Ethel Merman, you don't hate Ethel Merman, you've seen the Book of Mormon and you really loved it, you probably like this show. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really matter. Just go and go all in. Okay. The performances were very good. 
This is a book by Leo Schwartz and D.C. Cathro. Music and lyrics by Leo Schwartz. So I just thought we should credit the person who wrote the show. I'm not trying to get in your playbill. Yeah, no. It has secrets in it. What are you talking about? Why can't I hold your playbill? Get away from my playbill. Because <laughs> last time I let you hold my playbill, it disappeared. Oh, my God. Other Josh Cohen. Lost That's... to history. <laughs> Look. Yes. It's fun, but I won't tell you the secret. Okay. Fine. So you feel on our previous podcast we said too much. You're, you're I do. Is... I feel like we said too much on the other Josh Cohen. Because you think that people who listen to this podcast should go see the show. Yeah. But what if they're never going to see the show? Like, do you think that the people are really going to stand Well, this is what Bethel I think you... Yes, show? yes. I think people will stampede, stampede, stampede to wherever I tell them. But I feel like what we could do instead is wait a few minutes. Okay. And then add the spoiler at the end. There is a spoiler. Okay, we'll just put it at the end. Spoilers like for ten the seconds Book of Mormon at the end. Yeah. Fine. So that's the Book of Mormon. Any final comments on that? It was thoroughly entertaining for 90 minutes. Were there any beverages there? Yes. Can there of were, wine? Uh, no. What you can get is a Coke, a Diet Coke, or a water, and those are $3 each. Okay. And you could get, like, a Twix for a dollar. Oh, that's got a good a, price I have Twix. been sick. I did not realize how sick I was when we did our last one. <clears throat> and I'm still kind of sick, so I got a water and a Twix, and I was super happy. No, that's great. That's good. Yeah. Better than no snacks. Mm-hmm. So, you said you saw another show today. I did. I saw, with a lot of America, Rent. Live? Uh, no! Not live! <laughs> not live! And I... It's funny, but it's not funny. Yeah. You know, somebody's like, you have to walk back that Rent Live branding if you're gonna, like, show the last night's version. Alright, so... Let's just break it down for posterity and for those who are not attuned to this, but I can't imagine anybody who was listening to this podcast who wouldn't have been on the pulse of it with Rent Live. Fox was supposed to air one of these live performances of a musical that they've been doing yearly for now several years. But also NBC and NBC's NBC did It's some... an important distinction. Well, as... Fox did great with Grease. Grease is, as some people on Twitter have said... The, the, the top level I think of the Let me ask you a question so about that though. There was one standout performance in Greece. Absent that, would you say that? Yes, hundred percent. Because I, I liked, liked the Wiz better. What I liked about the Greece Live was not any particular performance, but the the staging of it and the way mm. they produced it. The production of the Greece Live was excellent and really captured. Uh, live performance and the set design and like the audience driving around in like a little go kart. The whole yeah. thing had like such an amazing energy, and I just I think that that was the best one. That was the best one. But, but I would was say good, the but... Wiz had better better performances. That's the well, point. and the Wiz had like a different amount of characters, and they have different sort of like ways to shine. But I I also think the Wiz was great. Jesus Christ Superstar had its moments. We'll draw a veil over that Peter Pan. I never saw it. The Sound of Music. Didn't see that? No. No. Anyway. Uh, Hairspray was great. Hairspray was good. I also like Hairspray. But I would say my favorite was so far was Greek. So basically it was like, they said sodomy. Does that mean we get the whole sodomy numbered when they eventually do hair live on Fox? And I'm like, we absolutely I don't know how they're going to do hair live, but okay. 
Uh, so tonight was supposed to be Rent Live on Fox, and everybody was all, like, cautiously optimistic. I mean, people have loved Rent for, you know, over two decades now. I, myself, was a big Rent head in the day, Is sleeping outside. Yeah, that would be what it was. Uh, sleeping outside. I wouldn't call myself that, but I would say that. You literally already did. Um, sleeping outside for tickets and, you know. They don't let you do that anymore, right? No, they stopped that. Well, it's not on Broadway, but, but they stopped were, it like, before. Is there yeah. any, any show where you can go, like, camp out, like, your mom can no, drop you off at the theater? And I, I say that because your mom dropped you off at the That's theater. correct. And let you sleep on the sidewalk. Many people's moms left them on the sidewalk <laughs> for that one. Listen, if my child was 14 or 16 years old and. You mean your child they, you're a legal customer. Yes, a child that I was legally responsible for wanted to spend their time waiting outside for Broadway tickets. I mean, that's not the worst thing. Yeah, no, that would be fine. And I would totally stay with them. No. Part of it was to go by yourself. Yeah, I was like five people back. No. You can't be their mom on the I'm rent not line. being their mom. I need tickets to rent, too. You don't actually want to sleep outside in Times Square. Yeah. There were a lot of people there, too. They weren't, like, alone. Like, you weren't alone. Okay. I have made my point clear. Okay. Well. Or hiring a babysitter to stay, like, five people. No, but also they'd be with, like, all their friends. I don't care. Oh, my God, Jen. You're ruining it for them. You're ruining it for a hypothetical child. They don't need to know that I'm ruining it for them. I guess. But. But what? I don't know. How do you know your mom didn't do that? How do you know Juan My wasn't hanging out? My mom did not stay there in the night because she did not want to. It was very late. Well, look. Anyway. Look. I'm the asshole. <laughs> okay, fuck. <laughs> I liked Rent when I was a kid. And I think you liked Rent back in the day as well. In the, okay, in the I'd 80s. probably explain that I probably came out of the womb looking for kids to scream at. Get off my lawn! Like, I don't get... Not paying rent. But. Even when you were a young person, you were like, no, no. I'm 20 years old. Why are these people singing that they I'm don't want to pay their rent? I'm 16 years old. And I need to pay my dues to my club. And if to do that, I need to babysit, then I'm going to babysit. Like, I'm just that kind of person. You will always pay your rent. So this story was not compelling to no, you for that No, having reason. said that, I did live in a squat in Brixton in yeah. London. But I bought all the toilet paper, and that was the only thing we were buying. Like, really buying, so, you know, again. So, are you saying you didn't connect with it? I it did not connect out? with it at all. I still don't connect with that. But I do connect with several of the people. Okay, the characters. Yeah. So what characters in Rent have you connected well, with over um, the years? I graduated from high school in 1990. Yeah. And I went to college in Ohio. Yeah. Where people slowly started getting HIV. Yeah. And sometimes it would turn into AIDS. Yes. And so, like, the whole, will I lose my dignity thing, mm-hmm. like, kills me every time. Because I remember having those conversations with people back when it was not, like, there wasn't really so much of a differentiation between AIDS and HIV. Like, there was, but... Mm. No, I know. It was a quick progression. And uh, I lost a lot of people. Yeah. So, and, like, that, I connect with very strongly. I also connect with uh, dating people who are assholes. <laughs> not you. Emphatically not you. Thank That's you. why I was like, when we started dating, I'm like, marry me. You're the best. You're very hot. Oh, I find you. you very attractive. And you're not an asshole. Because, um, yeah. It was apparently the least they could do. But I'm glad it was. But worked. I also kind of feel for Maureen. Because, like, 
you know you can't help you can't it if help people like you yeah yeah well she puts a little more out there than necessary but I mean, but even if she who is, doesn't still, enjoy it she's maureen and uh who else do i empathize with you know i feel the most empathy in that whole show for the guy at the like cafe when they go in right before Lovey Bohem and they're ordering, and he's like, fuck. Yeah, he's like, you have never paid for he's anything. He's like, not only am I going to get stiffed on the tip, you guys aren't even going to pay the bill. You're not going to pay the bill, and you didn't even ask me about my showcase last week. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, because, like, that's the guy, guy like, long time. most of my friends were. Yeah, that's or true. Or were in college and grad school. Like, it's, they're doing these jobs that they can, like, have these flexible hours and, like, to have some, like, rich people be like, which is, like, a great number. But I always feel bad for that guy. You're not paying for your 13-year-old worth of fries, motherfucker. No. Well, some of those people are, though, because that's the thing. Some of those people have money and have jobs, right? The people of color or the original cast people of color. But even worse. Have jobs. Yes. So regardless of what that job Joanne is. had money. Joanne had money. Because she comes money. from money, but she also has a job. Collins had money, but he got stolen. But he did have it originally. But Angel. Angel had money. Even even though killing a dog gets a job. <laughs> Mimi has money. Mimi has she money. Has Mimi cash. works. And these poor people are like being forced to float all this bullshit. Well, it's really just those three mar- main characters of the show who don't do anything, and then the other characters but who they are, are the notably the people characters. of color and the ones with AIDS have to go and save their asses. So I understand the frustration. But that wasn't the frustration of this evening. The frustration of this evening was a meta issue, which was that Rent Live, which so many people connected with for all these deep emotional reasons about the AIDS crisis and life. The, you know, the message of living your life to the fullest in the moment because you aren't guaranteed any particular future. It was not live because the guy who played Roger, what was his name? Brennan? I don't know. He was great. He was okay. He was pretty good. Um, Broke his foot yesterday. Is that yeah. right? And between scenes, not even on scene. So it's like, no day but yesterday so this is why we were being so silly about this the um understudies is that they don't have an understudy which is fucking nuts okay but who did have an understudy let's talk about other productions did the whiz you were selling me the app the whiz had an understudy for ugo duba and queen latifah you know why you can't do the whiz without those two ladies so if you can't do the whiz without the other people either. How could you're not going to do the whiz without Dorothy? No. Did they not have a stand-in for I'm that? I'm sure they had a stand-in for Dorothy. They had swings. Like that's the thing. If you come to New York, if you see a show, you see a show with like thirty people, and that would be a big show, right? Yeah. Behind those thirty people, there are people literally sitting backstage, understudying for the main roles, and then there are people. Who are doing a swing role. And then there's a people like there are Yeah, like, there are many, many levels, so many layers. Because first of all, you never know when your main character is gonna leave. But second of all, and more importantly, you never know when they're gonna leave suddenly, which has happened here. And so I think that Broadway's new motto should be like Broadway, we got you covered. Yeah. Well, so the thing with this Fox Live show was that Instead of having an understudy, what they did or planned to do was 
to tape the rehearsal, which they did, and their backup, instead of having a person, was to fill with the backup, but that's because they were thinking of it, I suppose, more of as a technical backup. Right. Let's not talk as about a when that's performance backup. Let's talk about when that has worked. That apparently worked during Greece for eight seconds. Why? Because their sound cut out. Right. So, so they the sound they, cuts out, you just swoop it back in, you have like a thirty second maybe like blip, and then they flip to the backup. Not even a thir- thirty seconds. And a then long what time happens? Television three seconds. And then what happens when the blip is over? You just go back to live. Okay, so what happened to that? They had the backup ran for the entire show, basically. The entire show? Why are you asking me this like that? I don't know. You usually ask me shit. That's my only opportunity to ask you things. Okay, so the backup ran until the second to last scene, or to the last scene. Yeah. At the same time, we at home were all watching the backup. Apparently, people are watching it live. Okay, in L.A., they're watching it live, but poor Roger is in a wheelchair being, like, wheeled around by the woman who is exceptional. Mimi's name. What was her name? Tinashe? Or Tinash? Whatever her name was, she was kick-ass. But she's, like, swooping around being like, take me out tonight. They could have just done it with him in a wheelchair. Well, this is Which is they, what they did do, but they just wouldn't show they, it to us. It's everybody weird. at home that... Been the most charitable audience. Why wouldn't you show it to us live? Because the problem is, for some people, and I want to like really specifically call out a few people: Vanessa Hudgens, yes, and whoever the hell Mimi was, Tanasha, full out did it. Yeah. Um. Some other people full out did it. People's parents on those phone calls home. Yeah, the ensemble was pretty good. Yeah. All, actually, all the ensemble did it full out. But some of the other people, you could tell, were pulling their voice back. Because maybe they're not predominantly singers. Or, or you maybe know, they, they are just, and are just are worried or whatever. Well, and I also think the sound levels were a little, like, they uh, well, were working was, on that, That's too. a separate issue. The sound mixing was not good. I feel like... Well, it was Valentine, also their dress rehearsal. Was it Valentine Bellatina? Yeah. Angel. I have no idea what that individual's voice sounded like. And, like, half the shit... They were in because the sound of the crowd was so much louder. Well, I think actually that for me it wasn't so much the crowd noise as the sound of the um the band. The, yes, the, the, that the first, mixing. Okay, you're right. right. There's that too, but the first number that person had, it was all like. Ah! So yeah, you're killing it. But I have no idea what you're doing. They weren't really killing it. The voices. It great. doesn't actually matter. Like, I will have no way of knowing ever. Maybe it was, like, the best voice ever. It wasn't. I will never know. No, I do know, though, because I heard it, and it wasn't. Well, I also feel like, you know, like, we've all been in dress rehearsals. No, but look, they did a good job. It's just that everybody was hyped up for months and months to see Rent live, and then you tune into the broadcast and the first thing they do is tell you it's not live. And so... No, it wasn't the first thing they did. They let it you was, get the first two scenes. This, I don't know why. It's like, I don't know because why. Because I have to start on time. Oh, and in New York. I don't know about anywhere else. But in New York, what you saw for the first eight minutes of the show was bars. You couldn't see anything. That's really weird. All you heard was, like, eventually you got, rent, 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 which is the most annoying part to me. Because really, pay your fucking rent. So you couldn't see the broadcast couldn't during see, that couldn't time? Hear it. 
And so they could. were obviously having some technical issues as well as having this broken foot guy and whatever. But so that for me, that was the thing because I didn't see that first eight minutes issue. I just came in and then you one were of the first things that I saw came back on. was that they were like, hey, this guy broke his foot. So we're not going to do it live. You're going to watch our backup from last night. And so that's just like a real downer from the beginning that you're like, uh, I mean, that's the whole point. Right? You're here to see something live, and, I and now you're not. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, it is amazing they did that last night, and I think it's so lucky they haven't. Yes. And I think that's a great thing to do in a pastiche when you have a gap, like, somehow. I don't right, know. right. Like, if there were a technical issue and you have to push in with the recorded thing, then not leave dead air. Hire a fucking... I don't know why they wouldn't have had an They literally had Adam Pascal in the room. If you don't want Adam Pascal because you think he's too old, you know who else we got who's not currently working? Jeremy Kushner. He just finished head over heels. You know who else we have? Like, we could go down a line of, like, 40 fucking people. It would take them, what, four or six hours to get to yeah, you could have got any. There's a million there people who have played so this role. Rogers. There are people who have and, recently oh, played this role. Oh, you can't do the blocking. You say you don't say these five words because they actually did a great job on that. They the kept, edits to, for the they language. They kept the language. I as, thought they did more than I thought. They did more than I thought so they would be able to. You're like, I'll send you a little like spotlight if it's weird. The blocking. Well, but here's, it wasn't weird. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. It's not like they didn't proceed to do a live show. They did a live show with this guy in a wheelchair. They just didn't show it to us. And that's what's crazy. It's like, okay, if you weren't going to do a show, then I can understand why you would show us this broadcast. But if you did a show, why just show us the show you did? I don't get it. The guy is ill. And while, like, being, like, wheelchair-bound is not, like, a symptom of having full-blown AIDS, like... You could, like, make that work. I'm sorry. Well, also, or, like, who cares? Like, we just understand like, oh, the performer Ill. broke his foot. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. You could, like, make that work. It would have been fine. I it don't... would have been fine. I don't understand. Nobody would have bad. No, everybody would have been on eyes. his side. Like, oh, that poor guy, he just broke his leg, and now he's doing this show. Like, I don't know why they didn't just... If they were going to go ahead and have a live production why they what? wouldn't show us the live production was something that was a little hard to get past. But I sound like Chewbacca, but I'm like, Wah! it was a lot. Not really why. It was a lot. Um, but I got, we. I wasn't going to tune out. I still wanted to see what they did. I still wanted to see the performances. Oh, yes. I have a point yes. about the performances themselves. I usually do not get upset Anything but um, will I? Yes. And again, it's because I knew people who were like getting this disease when we didn't really know mm-hmm. what was going to happen. Like mm-hmm. when they had seen people like. But you only knew some bad stuff was going down. Yeah. No, you saw people like disabled. Yeah. In a way that you wouldn't expect. Mm hmm. And people are like, well, what's in Peter Moore? So for me, like, that always... But I've never had that problem with Seasons of Love. Ever. You've never found it to be emotionally affecting? No, I find it beautiful. But I don't usually find it affecting. But today I did. And it was because of the staging. The staging was beautiful. Because they put it more as, like, uh, an extension of the life support group meeting, not as yeah. a straight-to-audience And they brought it out number. to the audience in the studio, but you could never do that in a real Broadway house, yeah. right? Because that's, like, what, 100 seats sometimes? 
what in a Broadway in no the, in that no that was way more than a hundred seats then they had audience on multiple sides of that side yeah but there weren't that many anymore. yes there were were there John does anyone know how can we find that out I'm sure you can find out it was several hundreds of people there it's was still fewer than the five hundred of the Broadway house I, I don't think that's true I'm gonna have to find out I will find out I could not find out. Well, if they could restage that in a Broadway house, they should fucking do it, because that was very... Oh, funny. no, I don't know that you could do that same staging, because the set was like you were going through it, and there were multiple sides to it. It wasn't like do whatever a... they want. It's like fucking uh, Harry Potter. No, I mean, they I was at Rocky, and they pushed the, like... the thing out into the middle of the audience, right. and suddenly you're, like, sitting around a boxing ring. It was pretty crazy. I'm really sad I missed it. It was really fun. But... Um, so Rent won me over in the end. I don't know. In the end, you saying you had several moments where you felt an emotional connection to the Where I generally don't. And I thought some of the performances were really good. I mean, fucking Vanessa Hudgens brought it. They were very lucky to have her because that's where everybody was like, okay, we're doing Rent. Like, the Maureen role, you have to go all in. Otherwise, the whole enterprise is lost. Yeah, you can't not have confidence in there. But you could have a shitty meeting be okay but we didn't we had an exceptional no she was pretty good i wouldn't know about exceptional I would but say she was pretty good she had a great voice she did have a pretty voice and i would say she had like a soul-stirring voice i would not agree with that assessment oh uh, she made me sad in my heart i think she had a very sweet voice and i thought i would like to hear her music i believe she's some sort of a musical artist i would like to listen to her music i thought it probably would sound good but i wasn't like there was somebody else i really but she was very sympathetic, and, like, she was, like, a good-looking person, and you could see, like, also, she was, like, I a young totally person. totally go by her beer. Yeah, let's go out. Well, this is the thing. It, she's supposed to be 19. And what? I think wait, 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 Mimi whoa, whoa, is supposed whoa, whoa, whoa. to be 19. I'm very confused, because the original... Daphne Rubin Vega was no 19-year-old. Like, not even in, like, no. the decade, right? Well, I don't know what how old she was, but she wasn't 19. She looked like an adult. Yes. But so this person was a lot younger, and I think that for for me, that actually did bring that aspect of the character home, that she's a young, a young woman. She's really just starting her life, and no wonder she wants to do fun stuff and go out and, like, meet people and try and, like, live, and no wonder she's, like, pretty depressed about her, you know, age. Well, who wouldn't be? And, and, you know, like, dealing with her heroin addiction and, like, when it's the moments where it's positive with her and Roger and things are going good, she's, like, so up. And then, like, when it turns around, she's, like, forget it. Like, I'm out. I'm down. I'm just going to, like, get it back into heroin and, like, live on the street. Because she's, like, 19. She doesn't have a lot of life experience yet. And her life is already ending. And so it's, like, a real fucking bummer, you know? It, it made it more sad. It because she's more, she in this, in this, she was younger and she seemed more delicate. Yeah. And you were like, oh, that really but fucking sucks. But then it makes Roger a little icky. Even Roger. No, because he's like a grown man. Yeah. But he's, I mean, they're not supposed to be that much older, but they're definitely, like, in their mid to late 20s. Who knows? They would have already finished college and be, like, out there trying to artist. You understand what I'm saying. I do. All right. So I have to ask you, who do you identify most with? In Rent? Today. In today's economy. Oh, both. both when you're a ridge, I've and identified most with Mark. Alright. Because 
I... You're very conflicted all the time. Felt like... No, I mean, I felt like I was more on the sidelines of things. I was watching other people um, be in relationships or, or, like, that kind of stuff. And I was not in that period of my life, like, engaged in that aspect of life. And I felt like I was more of an observer... And I wanted to, like, write things. And so, like, I kind of, like, I like that part of him, too. Because he's, like, commenting on stuff. Like, I found it appealing. So I would say Mark was my original. Like, saying to yourself. Liking people that don't always like you back. That was a feeling I had. Yes. Who did you connect with? Hmm. Joanne. Only fucking reasonable person in that. Benny's kind of a dick. Because he doesn't have the balls to stand up to his father-in-law. Like, if he did, he was like, look, I told him he could do this. And then his father-in-law was like, well, I say you can't. Then I would actually probably identify more with, like, Benny. He's got good ideas. But he's he thinking ahead. does not have those balls. So yeah. I am firmly Team Joanne. Okay, great. If you want my younger self, it would be different. Who was your younger self? You do not want to know. I want to know. I need to know. This is important relationship information. I like to go out. So you're saying Mimi? Yeah. Well, she's nice. What's the, I don't know, it's, what's the problem? I had, like, a fair amount of freedom. Yeah. In my 20s, I never had as, like, a teen or a young adult. Yes. And so I was like, I want to go out. the guest. You wanted to be out. like, yeah. You wanted to be out and about. All right, that's fine. You can identify with Mimi. She's, like, the protagonist of the show. Yeah, but I'm not really comfortable with that. I'm really much more comfortable identifying with Joanne. Well, she's. Right. A productive member of society. (laughs) And she's trying to help people. I don't know who I would identify with today. Really? Probably like, I don't know, who would you say I identify? Like, who do you see me as today? My rent persona. People's I know it's somebody's mom. It's like somebody for calling me. It's being definitely like, not. Where are you guys? Like I don't know why. Like, for me, it's definitely not. But for you, it really is. I don't. But that's because Call I'm. Call me. It's anxiety. It's the anxiety of their parents being like, "You have to be here at this time." I don't know where you are. What's going on? And I don't think that's because I'm currently parenting. I think it's because I've just turned into a more anxious person in my life. I am not anxious. That sucks, though. Like that's not a cool transition. <laughs> I don't know. Going from from Mark to the parents? So one from younger person anxiety yeah, to like older person anxiety. Actually very predictable. Wow. Wow. Never making that stop off at Maureen, I guess. Did you want No, it? I didn't. No. No, no, never. No. 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 Yes, that's you. You have that little <laughs> You have that aspect. Don't pretend. I have no Maureen aspect. You told me this evening you have actually said to somebody things that Maureen says in this show. Yes. Yes. So, I guess there is an aspect. I used to be very cute. You're very cute now. I used to go out and be cute. So, you were just like, oh, I can't help it if people look at me. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. I've never been in upset. I don't know. I'm not interested enough to, like, talk to you. So that person, you were saying that person, they should be more secure. It doesn't yeah. have anything to do with no. that. But Maureen was flirting with people. And Maureen was an kissing asshole. people and stuff. Yeah, no. But... She was kissing a lady at the cafe. Yeah, I would have left that shit right there. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. Um. All right, so it wasn't live, but it was entertaining. 
And then it turned out pretty good in the end. What is the next musical they're doing? Hair. I think it oh, is was hair. Oh, is it really hair? Oh, shit. They're not going to be able to sing those songs. I was surprised that they even got to say masturbation on television. But that's the thing. That's the thing that person on Twitter is like, are they going to get to say masturbation and hair? And I do not think they will. How are they going to do hair? Live. Um, okay, they do hair live all the time. They did it at the public theater. No, I know that ago. hair can be and performed one live. Of the most like soul crushing regrets of my life is I had an invite to that opening night of hair at the Delacorte. The new hair. Yeah. Obviously not original hair not in the past day. before you were born. And then it like rained in the final number. Oh yeah, and everybody were was like letting the sun. Yes, I feel really like I will never get over that. Well, that's why you have this podcast now, because you're seeing shit. Uh, yeah, but also, my job sucked. It was a rough time. But I don't know how they're gonna do hair. Like, I was, I was like, how are they gonna do Rent? But it's, it's, it wasn't everything Rent is shinier than... No, and it's from a different time, and it has a whole different message, but I, I agree. Like, Rent, you're like, well, are these two particular moments in it that you're just like, how is the language gonna be addressed? And some of them they changed. Um, Just a few, though. Really not many at all. <laughs> That's Hangamore Room where they were like, this is weird. Very weird. Super so weird. weird. Super weird. Super weird. That was funny. Um, but but it didn't that, really make didn't, a difference. No, it doesn't actually change it. But, like, for hair, it does. I, we've got to get past the the reactions on this rent first before we can get the right. hair. Well, all I have to say is beads flowers freedom happiness okay okay that's where jen's gonna leave it what are you gonna see next week oh okay so i have a problem i'm gonna go oh wait a second wait a second wait a second we have tickets to a show on sunday we are seeing something on sunday what we're seeing the share show shit yeah so see something sunday is solidly addressed you don't need to purchase any tickets. You don't let me forget that. We're going to the share show. It's been quite an evening, quite a roller coaster ride with this rent live situation. It was fun though. I we I hung out with my old my old pals on a group chat talking about I it. I gave them all the good Twitter. Everybody was on Twitter chatting about it. It was like a fun little theatrical I'm evening. So mad. We I think this is the thing. It wasn't a live performance, but we had a live experience of it. Yeah, no, we didn't. I'm not that mad. I'm not mad. I'm not that mad about it. I would have liked to see what they actually did because ass, I think the energy would have been different. I would have but... rather had his ass in a wheelchair and him being swung around. 100%. Anything. I don't see why they didn't just air what they actually did. And again, you know what it. I would rather have had than that? What? Is a fucking understudy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's true. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the... Understudy swing standbys. You are the heroes. I'm looking forward to all of the analysis of why they didn't actually do it live. <laughs> and then apparently there's going to be some clips of what they actually did do live available tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's Sunday. You're in the city. Go see something. If you like Apple Merman, absolutely go th- see the Book of Merman because it's really funny if you do. Are you going to say your secret about the Book of Mermaid? So, do you want to know what happened? Uh, yes. 
so she sucks in Elder Shumway. Yes. And they come back again the next day, and she's like, I'm not actually Ethel Merman. I am Ethel Merman, but I'm not that Ethel Merman. And she's like, because of my name, people expect a certain thing, so I gave it to them, but you've given me the freedom to be my own Ethel Merman. Her own true self. Yeah. It wasn't Ethel Merman the whole time. And not that Ethel Merman. It was a different, alive Ethel Merman. It was only just living in the And there shadow. was a very clear breaking character between one and the other. I wouldn't have guessed that. I, I can see why you wouldn't want to reveal this 